When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Classic Comedy Old Time Radio Podcast, your go-to destination for timeless laughs and entertainment. Our podcast features the best classic comedy radio shows from the golden age of radio, including iconic programs like The Jack Benny Show, Fibber McGee and Molly, and The Abbott and Costello Show. With our carefully curated collection of episodes, you'll be transported back in time to an era where humor was simple, clever, and truly funny. So, Tune in and join us for the nostalgic journey through the world of classic comedy radio. Laugh your way through the past with the Classic Comedy Old Time Radio Podcast. The Pepper McGee and Molly Show. Weekday at this time, NBC brings you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Bill Leslie and Ralph Goodman and directed by Max Hutto. We'll join Fibber and Molly in just a moment. There's one question that probably causes more sleepless nights than all the others put together. It goes something like this How can I save money when I hardly earn enough to keep going? That is a serious question because it involves your future and your family's. But it's not hopeless. True, it's not easy to save money at first. But once it becomes a habit, it's the simplest thing you ever did. Provided you choose a plan like the payroll savings plan for buying United States savings bonds. It's the easy, painless way to ensure your future security. Just ask your employer to save a few dollars from your paychecks. Every time enough money accumulates, your employer buys your savings bonds for you automatically. Those bonds now mature in less than 10 years and pay you $4 for every $3 you put in. The payroll savings plan can mean extra money for your future. Join today. You'll feel more secure tomorrow if you buy United States savings bonds today. Beautiful, dearie? Yes, it sure was. You have been listening to an hour of recorded Christmas carols featuring some of America's foremost choral groups. Your station is WVIS in Wistful Vista. Turn it off now, huh? Got it. Ah, this is a mighty fine life, sweetheart. Yep. Cozy fire in the fireplace. Beautiful Christmas tree with presents piled around it. Good friends dropping in all day. Hasn't it been a wonderful Christmas? Christmas will always be wonderful, Molly, as long as I got you. Well, what a nice little speech. Aren't you sweet, dearie? That's what everybody says. Yep. Now at the Elks Club, they all say, ain't McGee sweet? And on Kramer's drugstore, they say, that McGee, he sure is sweet. Oh, dear. Over at the Chinese laundry, they say, Hong Gao Fu Yak. 
which translated means... Mr. McGee asleep? No, that means if Mr. McGee beats once more, I'm going to starch his undershirts. <laughs> ah, you're cute. Hey, did you like your presents, kiddo? I mean, did you really like them? You know, were you surprised? Completely surprised. Good. The perfume was the biggest surprise, of course. Yeah, I knew it would be. I said to myself, he gave me perfume the last three years, so I know he won't give me any perfume this year. That's what I told Doc Gamble when I bought that perfume. I told him you'd figure it that way. So I knew perfume would surprise you. And the purse, it's just beautiful. Perfect. Yeah, I picked it out myself. I could tell. I figure if I got your brown purse, you'd have to wear brown with it, see? And black purse would just go with black clothes, so I got a purse that'll go with anything. Red, green, purple, and orange. I love it. Boy, this robe sure is a knockout. Feel like a millionaire in a silk robe. Never had a silk one before. It becomes you, dearie. How'd you know I wanted a silk robe? You didn't swipe one of them letters I wrote to Santa Claus, did you? <laughs> if you mean those little notes that said, Santa baby, bring me a silk robe that you left pinned to the shower curtain and pasted on my compact mirror and under your plate at breakfast. No, I never noticed them. It just shows to go you that when two people live together as long as we have, you can read my mind. Yes, even the fine print. Don't forget, Christmas isn't over yet either. Don't forget I'm taking you out for dinner tonight, any place you name. And the swankier, the better. That's just going to be wonderful, McGee. But do you think you should spend the money? You know, you spent so much on me. Forget it. Money's no objection. Hmm, what's money? Besides, I got the dough all saved up for this. Well, there's some wonderful places to eat. You just pick the place, that's all. Pierre's, the sump room at the Ritz Vista. How about the snark room down at Carol's restaurant? Well, it ought to be someplace so special. I think I'll get the paper and look through the ads. Look out for the Christmas tree, kiddo. I see it. You know, I think we should have put this tree in the corner there, McGee, instead of out in the middle of the floor like this. It's too pretty to stick away in a corner. I don't want anybody to miss this tree. <laughs> no one's missed it so far. Everyone's bumped into it at least once. Yeah, but you notice when they finish putting the ornaments back on, they always say it's a beautiful tree. That's because... Company. Merry Christmas. Come in. And a Merry Christmas to you, my dear. And even to you, sonny boy. Oh, thanks, Doctor. Watch the tree. Watch it. <laughs> Gee, I'm sorry. It's a little close between the tree and the doorway here. Where'd this ornament fall from, Molly? You notice? Just hang it back any place, Doctor. That's it. Uh, that's a beautiful tree, Molly. In fact, your whole house looks pretty. All the Christmas decorations and everything. This is a rough time for a bachelor, you know that. Well, we feel pretty fortunate, Doctor. It's been a wonderful Christmas. Yep, and I'm going to wind it up by taking her out to the snazziest place in town for dinner, Doctor. Got any suggestions? Oh, there are a lot of good places to eat. Swankiest place in town, of course, is that new English spot, Marlborough House. Oh, I heard Mrs. McDonald, the president of the Third National Bank's wife, tell about it. They say it's great. Oh, if it's good enough for the banker's wife, it's none too good for us, Tootsie. Do you know anybody there, Doc? Yeah, Miss Callahan and I eat out there quite often. Mm -hmm. Know Lord Cobbleton very well. Oh. Lord Cobbleton? He's the maitre d'. Mention my name. He'll give you a good table. Where, in the kitchen? Oh, gee. Well, that's what Doc considers a good table, right next to the roast beef. Right, Docky? <laughs> As a matter of fact, Ducktail, when I'm sitting across the table from Miss Callahan with the candlelight and the soft music, I don't much notice what I'm eating. A likely story. She's a pretty girl, Doctor. Molly, if you could have seen her out there the other night in her new blue formal... <sighs> formal? She wears her formal to dinner? Oh, sure. Everyone dresses for dinner at the Marlboro. <clears throat> oh, you'll love it out there. Well, I gotta get moving, kids. I'm picking Doris up in 20 minutes. We're going down to Bijou. Yeah, what you gonna see? What's the main feature? Her beautiful blue eyes. Oh, sure. Merry <laughs> Christmas, kid.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Come on. Well, I think the love bug has bitten a big chunk out of the doctor, dear. Yeah. You'll never miss it, kiddo. Hey, that Marlboro sounds like quite a joint, you know it? Don't say I never take you out, kiddo, because this is your night. Wonderful. I'll go upstairs and get out my tux and... Oh, I don't know. That sounds awfully stuffy to me, McGee. It's only five o'clock. Relax a while. Let's think of another place. Any place at all. So see, you just name it and by George, we'll have it. <laughs> to Whistle Vista in a minute. The tradition of religious freedom and of religious worship in America goes back to the very founding of our country. The cornerstone of our Declaration of Independence is a statement that all men are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. So in these days of world crisis, when our nation and all its citizens need spiritual strength and guidance, all of us should think again of what religion means to us and to our country. More than anything else, it is religious faith that protects our families, our homes, and our nation. It is religious faith that makes our way of life possible. And it is religious faith that makes that way of life worthwhile. The churches of America symbolize the belief that through community worship, we can gain the moral strength and courage to lead a good life. Wherever you are, whatever your faith may be, be sure to attend and support the church or synagogue of your choice. Take your friends and neighbors with you to church or synagogue. Light their life with faith. Bring them to worship this week. What about that new steak and chops place out on the highway? What do they call it? The Chapadero? Yeah. I don't know. That's pretty far out. Traffic's probably awful bad, too. Oh, I know. What about the circus room at the plaza? That's a popular spot. You know, the waiters wear clown suits and the maitre d' wears a top hat and cracks a whip. Pretty noisy. <laughs> it's noisy there, isn't it? I don't care much for dinner music played on a calliope either. I tell you what, let's make it the Ritz Vista, the sump room. Well, with me, kiddo. This is your present. Their food is the best in town, and the service is good. We could dance a little. We huh? can dance all night if you want to. This is your night. Oh, wonderful. Stir up the fire a little, will you? No, I'll put another log on it. There. That ought to keep a while. Nothing like a fire in the fireplace. Isn't it pretty? Like I say, everything's going to be just the way you want it tonight, Molly. I'll dance. I won't argue with the head waiter. Won't make snide cracks about the food. I'll even tip the hat check girl without beefing. And we'll take a taxi cab. Both ways. How's that? Wonderful. I just want to make this a perfect Christmas for you. It is a perfect Christmas, dearie. You're the sweetest husband any girl. Oh, point killer. Come in. Merry Christmas, folks. No, the same to you, Wimp. Merry Christmas, Mr. Wimple. Come in. My, your house looks so Christmassy. I love an open fire. Sit down, boy. Here, let me take that big package off your hands. Oh, thank you, Mr. McGee. I'm sorry I'm so late with your Christmas present. Oh, now, you didn't need to bother, Mr. Wimple. Heck no, boy. You didn't have to buy us anything. Well, you've both been so nice to me, letting me stay here while my wife is away and everything. I just wanted to bring you a small token. A small token, he says. Look at the size of this box, will you, Molly? From the silver shop, too. I'll get the scissors. Oh, that isn't for you. 
That box is a gift my bird watchers group just gave me. Oh. I haven't had a chance to open it yet. I have your present here somewhere. Oh, dear. I had it right here in my vest pocket. Oh, well, don't worry. I mean... I must have dropped them someplace. They were the cutest miniature salt and pepper shakers. Two little eagles. The one with the bald head was the salt. Oh, I feel terrible. No, so do I. From the size of this box, I, I mean, I, I mean, well, I feel bad, too, losing out on a fascinating gift like a bald-headed salt shaker. Maybe they'll turn up. I'll look at home, because surely they may. Yeah, bring them by any time, Wimp. No hurry. We're getting ready to get dressed now and go out right now, anyhow. I'm taking Molly out to Christmas dinner. We're going to get all dressed up and go to the sump room, Mr. Wimple. Oh, that's a wonderful place. And very popular, too. I only take my wife to the best spots, of course. I won't keep you, because you really should get started. I passed her on my way over here, and the lobby is jammed. People are waiting clear out on the sidewalk. Oh, really? You won't have to wait more than a half hour, though, because when they're crowded like that, the waiters work very fast, and they rush the customers through pretty quickly. Oh, they do, huh? We've never been there when they were really crowded. Be sure and watch out for the little jumpy waiter with the bald head. He snatches your plate when you get up to them. Well, have a pleasant dinner, and Merry Christmas. Oh, thanks, well. Thanks, Mr. Wimple. Same to you. I didn't want to go to the sump room anyhow. Me neither. Plenty of better places in town to eat than getting your plate yanked out from under you just because you get up to dance by an eager waiter. Of course there are. Hand me that paper. I'll pick out the perfect spot because for you, Tootsie, I want We won't need the paper, dearie. I know just the place. Good, good. I've been thinking about it all afternoon. And there's only one place I want to be this Christmas evening. Just name it. Right here. At my own fireside. With you. Yeah, but I promise to take you while I mean to... Oh, gee, Molly. That's swell. I'll call the delicatessen and order some sandwiches. Good. Put another log on the fire. Okay. Ah, what a wonderful Christmas. Tibber and Molly will be right back. Each night, we at NBC take great pleasure in bringing you such fine programs as the Fibber, McGee, and Molly Show. For it is such programs as this that have throughout the years helped to build your confidence in the NBC radio network. When you set your dial to this station, you know that you will hear the finest of all radio entertainment. In sending these programs into your home for you to select freely without payment of any kind, the National Broadcasting Company and its affiliated stations always assume the role of guardians of good taste. When you set your dial to the station where you hear the familiar three chimes, you know that you will hear only programs which can and will be listened to and enjoyed by your whole family. And today, on Christmas, as on each day of broadcasting throughout the year, the NBC reaffirms to you its earnest hope that its programs will always be welcomed in your home and in all homes throughout America. Set your radio dial to the familiar three NBC chimes, your invitation to the best in radio entertainment. <laughs> happier Christmas as we've had this year. And we hope all the days of your life are as happy as this Christmas day. Good night. Good night, all. NBC has brought you the Fibber, McGee, and Molly program transcribed with Bill Thompson as Wallace Wimple, Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble. This is John Wall inviting you to be with us again next Monday night for another visit with Fibber, McGee, and Molly.
today's the day to start enjoying your new kitchen radio and the great lineup of shows on the NBC radio. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Radio Network. Really, the only coffee in the world? Well, your father says so, and your father knows best. Yes, it's Father Knows Best, transcribed in Hollywood, starring Robert Young as father. A half-hour visit with your neighbors, the Andersons, brought to you by America's favorite coffee, Maxwell House. The coffee that's always good to the last drop. A decade or so before the turn of the 20th century, the city editor of the New York Sun came up with a remarkably simple definition of news. When a dog bites a man, he said, that is not news because it happens so often. But if a man bites a dog, that is news. Well, in Springfield, in the white frame house on Maple Street, news may very well be in the making. Nothing unusual has happened thus far, but it's quite possible that before the week is out, a man named Anderson will bite a dog like this. Holy cow, Dad, I couldn't help it. But when you signed the good driving pledge... But I wasn't even driving, Dad. The car was just sitting there. And the fender dropped off all by itself. Sure. But that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. But it's true, Dad. I wouldn't be surprised if the whole car fell apart. Is that so? There's nothing wrong with the car, and you know it. Daddy. What is it, Kathy? Did you know that in the polar regions, dogs are the chief means of transportation? What's that got to do with Bud knocking a fender off the car? I didn't knock it off, Dad. It fell off. Bud, unless you're willing to tell me the truth... Jim, Bud is not in the habit of telling lies. And if he says the fender fell off, then it fell off. And we put it back on again with wire, Dad. You'd never even know the difference. Oh, fine. (laughs) Bud, if I ever find out... Oh, never mind. May I have my coffee, Margaret? Of course, dear. Here you are. Thank you. Nothing. What? It doesn't have anything to do with Bud knocking a fender off the car. I did not. Wait a minute, Bud. Kathy, what doesn't have anything to do with Bud knocking a fender off the car? Dogs are the chief means of transportation in the polar regions. Fine. I'll order a dog sled in the morning. Is that what you want? Oh, no. I just wanted to tell you. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. Silliest thing I've ever heard in my life. That car's practically as good as it was the day we bought it. Might need a little paint here and there. Daddy. What is it, Kathy? Did you know that the dog has been chosen as the companion of man because of his fidelity and intelligence? Well, I'd heard rumors, but it's nice to have it on such complete authority. You're welcome. (laughs) 
Dad. Yes, bud? Does that mean that I can't have the car on Thursday anymore? No, I suppose it'll be all right. But in the future, I wish you'd be a little more careful, that's all. I wouldn't be surprised if the roof caved in. Betty, what's gotten into you? Until tonight, the only complaint you ever had about the car was that you didn't get it often enough. Jim. Yes, Margaret? The Liggetts have a new car. A convertible. Oh. Well, pardon me. Dogs are bred for sports, as watchdogs, for guarding and driving sheep, and for plain ordinary dogs. Kathy, deep in your obscure little mind... I'll see you it is. You stay right where you are. I want to get to the bottom of this dissertation on dogs. Bud? Yes, Dan? See who's at the door. Holy cow. <laughs> you think nobody else around here knew how to open a door. All right, Kathy. Will you explain something to me as simply as possible? Why this sudden interest in the history of our canine companions? Huh? Dogs. Oh, well, dogs are pets, and everybody says they're man's best friend, and they'd probably be girls' best friends, too. And I don't see why... Kathy, are you going to start that dog business again? But everybody I know has a dog, and I don't see why... You know as well as I that Betty's allergic to dogs. They make her sneeze. Dad, it's Mr. Davis. Oh, come on in, Ed. Hello, Jim, Margaret. Hello, Ed. Hello, girls. Hello, Mr. Davis. We're just finishing our dinner, Ed. How about a cup of coffee? Oh, no, thanks, Jim. I, Well, I just want to talk to you about your dog. Our what? Well, I wouldn't mind if it were just an ordinary rose bush, Jim, but this was a Bengal, a genuine hibiscus rosa sinensis. Ed. I only had to, and you ought to see the one he dug up. It's a complete wreck. Ed. Yes, Jim. What dog? Why, your dog. We don't have a dog, you know that. Daddy. Jim. <laughs> I dislike this whole thing as much as you do, but that bush cost me $13. Ed, we don't have a dog. Daddy. And I, I wouldn't even know where to get another one. They only had two in town. I bought both of them. Ed. Yes, Jim. We don't have a dog. Daddy. Kathy, I'm talking to Mr. Davis. I know, Daddy, but I want to tell you something. All right, what is it? We have a dog. <laughs> Fine. Look, Ed, I know how you must feel, but... We what? Kathy, you're joking. What do you mean, we have a dog? Well, it was such a poor little dog, Daddy, and it kept following me and following me and... Kathy, you mean we have a dog... Here? Uh-huh. <laughs> Betty, stop that. I can't stop it, Father. You certainly can. Kathy, you've been told a thousand times not to bring a dog into the house. <laughs> She's just doing that to be mean. I am done. <laughs> she wasn't sneezing before, and the dog was here all the time. Where? What? Where is it? Where's what? The dog. Oh, the dog. <laughs> Kathy, where did you put the dog? In the playroom. Well, we'll just see about that. Of course, it isn't the most valuable rosebush in the world, Jim, but if you knew the trouble I'd gone through... Jim, where are you going? Down to the playroom. Oh, Daddy, please don't be mean to the little dog. He wouldn't hurt a fly. Where do you think you're going, bud? 
Well, can I come with you? Gosh, I just want to look at it. I didn't mean to start all this trouble, Jim, but after all, he did dig up the rosebush. I know, Ed. I'll be very glad to pay for it as soon as we... Oh. <laughs> my aching back. Look at the size of that thing. I'll just wait for you upstairs, Jim. <laughs> Kathy, that isn't a dog. It's a werewolf. <laughs> no, it isn't, Daddy. It's a dog, and you're frightening him. I'm frightening him. <laughs> Poor little fella. We're not going to hurt you. Kathy, get away from me. But, Daddy... You heard me, Kathy. <laughs> you don't get away from that dog. Well, stay over there if that's what he wants. But don't get too close. Jim, Ed Davis said there was a lion in the basement. Did you... Oh, Kathy. Isn't he cute, Mommy? Kathy, come over here. You, uh, you better do as your mother says, Kathy. <laughs> Maybe she better do what the dog says. <laughs> What are we going to do? We're going to find out where he belongs and get rid of him. That's what we're going to do. Oh, Daddy, you can't. He's such a beautiful dog, and he's so easy to see. All he eats is cookies. Bud. <laughs> see what the tag says on his collar. On his collar? Me? Oh, he won't hurt you, Bud. Will you, George? Well, go ahead, Bud. There's nothing to be afraid of. Uh, that's a nice fella. <laughs> nice, George. <laughs> His name isn't exactly George, bud. I just call him that. Oh, you're a great help. <laughs> nice boy. <laughs> that's a nice boy. Atta boy. Uh, what does it say, bud? Gargantua the third. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's how you say it. Property of Michael Reed, Orchard Avenue. Orchard Avenue? Well, that's a mile away. How did he get clear over here? I think he walked. <laughs> well, he can walk right back. Bud, call Mr. Reed and tell him we have his dog. Oh, Daddy, no! Oh, Daddy, yes! <laughs> Kathleen, it isn't our dog, and we've got to send him back home. But, Mommy, mm. I love him so. <laughs> <laughs> Don't cry, Kathy. Gosh, you've still got us. Everybody's got somebody. And all I have is you. You want me to answer it, Dad? No, never mind. I'm right here. Mr. Anderson? Yes? I'm Mr. Reed's chauffeur. Oh, yes. Come on right in. Oh, thank you. Very nice of you to go to all this trouble. Oh, it's no trouble at all. Mr. Reed was quite concerned about Gargantua, quite concerned. Well, we uh, weren't too happy about him ourselves. Uh, Kathy? You want me, Daddy? The man is here for the dog. Gee, where? 
You'll have it up here in just a minute. Uh, peculiar-looking animal, isn't it? Oh, no, it's a very valuable dog. Vimarana. A vi... You don't say. <laughs> yes, it's a German hunting dog. Very intelligent. Well, that's a matter of opinion. Kathy, will you please hurry? Daddy, I can't find him. You what? Oh, Daddy, the most terrible thing happened. He got away. Kathy. But he did, Daddy. I just opened the door, and he was gone. You uh, didn't happen to give him a push. Oh, Daddy, how can you say... Well, maybe one little push. <laughs> now, see here, Kathleen. Oh, you don't have to worry, Daddy. I think I can find him again. Later. I, uh... I'm awfully sorry about this. I understand. Oh, hello, Ed. Oh, Jim, I don't like... Ed, to... please, I told you I'd get you another rose bush, and I will. First thing in the morning. I know, Jim, but after all... Now... George got away. Yes, I know he got away. Only he didn't get far enough away. Have you seen him? Yes, I've seen him. He's in my backyard, and he's having a wonderful time. All right, Kathy, go get him. Gee whiz. And Jim. Yes? When you get that hibiscus sinensis tomorrow, make it two. Oh, no. <laughs> across the country, there's good news about coffee these days. Grocers everywhere are featuring Maxwell House at lower prices. That's right. These days, the coffee with that wonderful good-to-the-last-drop flavor comes to you at the lowest prices in months. A mighty welcome occasion for everybody. You, your grocer, yes, and for Maxwell House, too. With Maxwell House coffee, we've always aimed at one thing, to bring you the best in coffee at the lowest possible price. And that's meant a lot meant you could always count on more flavor for your money in every cup of Maxwell House, more wonderfully good cups of coffee in every pound. It's the reason why, year after year, folks everywhere have found Maxwell House is true economy. And nowadays, Maxwell House is more than ever today's coffee buy. The world's most famous coffee flavor is yours to enjoy every cup you pour. And the price is the lowest in months. So tomorrow, get your money's worth and more. Bring home a familiar blue tin of Maxwell House and start enjoying coffee that's always good to the last drop. The dog is a creature whose principal feature is love, and there's nothing can daunt him. He'll stay by your side as though he were tied, especially if you don't want him. A few days have gone by, and in Springfield, we find a most unhappy individual. Between roses, which cannot be found, and a dog, which refuses to get lost, Jim Anderson's lot is a miserable one indeed. Like this. Go on, get him. <laughs> oh, isn't he cute, Daddy? He wants to play. Well, tell him to play with something else. But he likes you, Daddy. All right, I like him, but you don't see me biting his shoes. Oh, he just wants to be friendly. No good fender. Why don't they make the bolts big enough? They don't want you to fix your car, that's what. Expect you to buy a new one every five minutes. Daddy? 
What is it, Kathy? George is hungry. George is hungry. George is sleepy. George, George, George. Kathy. Yes, Daddy? How many times have you found that dog? Six. And how many times have we sent him home? Six. Most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Any dog that's stupid enough to get trapped in back of a fence six times in a row... Hi, Jim. Oh, Ed, come on over here. I've got good news for you. Okay. Hey, see, George is back again. Yeah, idiotic animal. Comes clear over here from Orchard Avenue and then gets stuck in back of the Willoughby's fence. (laughs) Smart dog. He is smart, Daddy. He knows that's where I meet him. Well, why don't you leave him there? Let somebody else find him for a change. But, Daddy, the Willoughby's moved away. There wouldn't be anybody to feed him. He can always eat rose bushes. Oh, that's what I wanted to tell you, Ed. There they are. You mean those? Yep, two Bengals, and I had to go clear to Plainfield to get them. Jim, I don't like to be difficult, but those aren't Bengals. They most certainly are. Look at the tags. Hmm. Well, I'm going to mark Bengals all right, but... Oh, well, you see, Jim, there are two kinds of Bengals. Hibiscus rosa sinensis and rosa japanicus. Now, mine were hibiscus sinensis, and they're a much hardier variety. Ed... A rose is a rose. (laughs) And you said Bengals. I don't like to argue, Jim, but I said hibiscus sinensis. You see, the Japanicus is very susceptible to mildew and thrips. That's bad, huh? Oh, yeah, especially around here. The Japanicus doesn't do well in Springfield at all. It needs a much milder climate. I see. You, uh, you wouldn't consider moving? (laughs) Nothing, I'll keep looking, Ed. After all, what's a few more days? I wouldn't be able to do anything but work anyway. Uh, Mr. Anderson? Oh, hello there. We're back here near the garage. Mr. Anderson, I don't know what to say. Mr. Reed is most apologetic. Yes, I'm sure he must be. Well, I'll be getting back to my gardening. I've got another bit of geraniums to set up. I'm sorry they weren't the right ones, Ed. Well, that's all right, Jim. There's no particular hurry, I guess. Mr. Anderson, I want to assure you that we've done everything in our power to keep Gargantua at home. I'm sure you have. I've gone over the fence with a fine-tooth comb. We've fixed everything, and still he gets out. Maybe the fence isn't high enough. Well, it's quite high, but we're going to make it higher. And now if I may have the dog... Yes, Kathy. Now, where the dickens did she go? Kathy! You want me, Daddy? Where's George? George? No, we call him George. Kathy! Maybe if you called him George, he'd stay home. Well, it might be a little confusing, but we'll try. Kathy, why is it... What happened to George? I don't know, Daddy. Isn't he with you? No, he isn't with me. (laughs) Where'd he go? I don't know. Kathy, why is it that every time Mr. Reed's chauffeur... George. Thank you. Every time George shows up, George... (laughs) George? Yes, sir. George. Oh. Well, why why is it every time George shows up, uh, the dog disappears? I don't know. What do you know? I don't know. I'm sorry, George, but George, uh, Gargantua... George! Jim! Ed, is George over there? He certainly is, and I'm very slowly reaching the point where I don't think it's at all funny. Ed, he didn't tear up another rose bush. No. Well, thank goodness. This time he got the geraniums. (laughs) George dug up the geraniums? No, but I made a bed. 
and he's lying in it. $35 for two miserable little rose bushes. It's criminal, that's what it is. Jim, let's just be thankful that we were able to find them. Hibiscus sinensis. Margaret, if I ever see that dog again, so help me... Jim. What's the matter? He's back. Oh, no. He can't be. Well, stop the car, Jim. We've got to get him. Why? Why can't we just pretend that we've never met George? That we've never even heard of him? Dear, we owe it to Mr. Reed. Mr. Reed. He's the one who ought to pay for the roses. George is his dog. Jim, that's not being very charitable. Well, I don't feel very charitable. Where is he? Back of the Willoughby's fence. Again? Margaret, that's the stupidest animal I've ever seen in my life. This is the eighth time he's been stuck in the Willoughby's yard. Any dog with half a brain knows you can jump both ways over a fence. Come here, you silly mongrel. Oh, Jim, isn't that sweet? He knows us. Well, why shouldn't he know us? He's been boarding with us for almost a week. Come on, George. That's a good boy. Take his collar, Jim. I'd like to wring his neck. Come on, George. Jim, I don't think you're being very nice to him. Well, I don't think he's being very nice to us. George, will you please make up your mind? You want to come home with us, or are you going to stay here? Daddy! Oh, Daddy, you found him again! Oh, George, I'm so happy to see you. Oh, my wonderful George. Kathy, nice drag guy. that animal over to our house. Oh, you don't have to drag him, Daddy. Well, get him over there. And this time, hang on to him. Okay, Daddy. Come on, George. I'll race you to the garage. <laughs> Man's best friend. <laughs> Intelligent and loyal. A half-witted caterpillar has more intelligence than that George. Jim, how about the car? I'll come back for it later. Right now, I'm going to call that Reed guy and give him a piece of my mind. That's what I'm going to do. If he can't learn to take better care of a dog, he doesn't have any business owning one. Jim, I'm sure Mr. Reed is doing everything he can. Well, it isn't enough. Owning a dog is a responsibility to the dog and the neighborhood and everybody else. Let a dog run wild that way, first thing you know, you'll be hit by a car. He's liable to be killed. I thought you didn't like George. I don't. I mean, well, he's all right, I guess, but they have no business letting him run around the way they do. Jim, please don't be too abrupt. Mr. Reed is just as concerned about George as we are. Well, why shouldn't he be? It's his dog. Hello? Oh, this is Jim Anderson. Yes, he's here again. And look, George, I think it's high time... Well, okay. He's coming right over. Jim, when he gets here, please remember that George isn't responsible for George. After all, he's merely the chauffeur. Which one? George. Oh, he told me this morning that Mr. Reed was going to have the entire fence made higher, and if Mr. Reed thinks that much of George... Oh, just a minute, Margaret. Bud! You want me, Dad? Go outside and hang on to George. Okay. Betty! Yes, Father? Are you in your room? Yes, Father. Well, look out the window and keep an eye on George. Okay. He won't get away this time if I can help it. Now, uh, what were you saying, Margaret? Well, I merely said that if Mr. Reed thought that much of George... Gee, gods, now what? I'm awfully sorry, Mr. Anderson. 
Well, you should be. Anybody who can't take better care of a nice dog like George... We do take care of him, Mr. Anderson. We still can't understand how he gets away. That's a very poor excuse. How would you feel if I... Wait a minute. How did you get over here so fast? Well, I left the moment I hung up. I know, but from clear over on Orchard Avenue... Oh, we haven't lived on Orchard Avenue for almost a week. We moved into the Willoughby house on the corner. Oh, no. When you go grocery shopping this weekend, be sure to see the welcome news about coffee in your store. These days, grocers everywhere are featuring Maxwell House coffee at lower prices. Now, all of you who know and love that wonderful good-to-the-last-drop flavor can enjoy it at the lowest price in months. And for you folks who haven't been getting that famous flavor, now's the time to bring home a familiar blue Maxwell House tin. Find out how much more satisfaction, more real pleasure it holds for you. Cup after cup, day after day, you can always count on that Maxwell House flavor. For we'll never compromise on the quality of a single pound. Tomorrow, look for Maxwell House at the lowest prices in months. Now more than ever, today's coffee buy. Get your money's worth and more with coffee that's always good to the last drop. Another day has come and gone, and so has the perennial George. There's peace once more in the Anderson household. But we wonder just how long it will last. It never does, does it? Like this. Most ridiculous thing that ever happened in my whole life. Stealing a dog out of his own yard. They could have had us arrested. Father. Yes, Betty? Have you noticed how quiet it's gotten around here? I certainly have. Nice and quiet. How was I supposed to know anybody'd moved in? Why didn't they put up curtains or something? That George is a pretty smart dog. And what a character. You know what he did yesterday? Whatever he did, I'm not going to pay for it. Oh, it wasn't anything like that, Dad. Kathy taught him how to play hide-and-seek. And he was really hiding. Good. I hope it's years before anybody finds him. <laughs> Why, Jim, you know you miss George as much as any of us. I do? I miss George? Huh. <laughs> Margaret, this is the first peaceful moment I've had in almost a week. Daddy! 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 Kathy, what is it? What's wrong? Oh, Daddy, the most beautiful thing happened. Mr. Reed gave me a reward. Why, how nice, Kathy. Oh, I'm so excited. Well, it was certainly the least he could do. What was the reward, Kathy? I can borrow George any time I please. No. (laughs) Isn't it wonderful? Here, George. Oh, my beautiful George. Hiya, boy. Hello, George. yours to enjoy an instant coffee you'll love for breakfast every morning. An instant coffee you'll be proud to serve to your dinner guests. It's Instant Maxwell House, 
the instant coffee with a famous flavor. Here's the happiest combination in coffee. Wonderful good-to-the-last-drop flavor combined with the convenience and thrift of coffee made instantly in the cup. Tomorrow, try Instant Maxwell House, the instant coffee with a famous flavor. Instantly good to the last drop. In lands across the seas, many people still lack the simplest necessities of life. Food is inadequate, clothing scarce. Help is needed from each of us who can send it. The time to send that help is now. The way to send it is through CARE, C-A-R-E. For this is National Care Week, and Americans everywhere are joining in sending food and clothing abroad. To send a 24-pound package, mail $10 to CARE, New York. That's $10 to CARE, New York. Enclose your name and address and the address of the recipient. Delivery is guaranteed. Join in National Care Week now. Join us again next week when we'll be back with Father Knows Best, starring Robert Young as Jim Anderson, with Roy Bargey and the Maxwell House Orchestra, and yours truly, Bill Foreman. Don't forget, membership cards for the Robert Young Good Drivers Club are waiting for you at your local NBC station. Get a man-to-man or dad-to-daughter pledge and sign up today. Be a good driver. Get your membership card in the Robert Young Good Drivers Club today. Now until next Thursday, good night and good luck from the makers of Maxwell House, America's favorite brand of coffee, always good to the last drop. Father Knows Best was transcribed in Hollywood and written by Ed James. Now stay tuned in for Screen Guild Theater, which follows immediately over most of these stations. Stay tuned for Charles Boyer and Olivia de Havilland on NBC. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.